everybody to Saves Together, the podcast about playing games together. Whether that means co-op or passing the controller back and forth or just playing the same game at the same time, it doesn't matter how, it only matters that it's together because... When you save together, you stay together. I'm Craig McGowan. I'm Grace Novak. I thought last time you yelled at me for for not saying your name. I don't remember. So I was all ready to say your name. No, I just want to say my name after you say your name. Okay, anyways, this is episode 45. 45? Yeah. Wow, I didn't even have to write it down. And we're going to talk about Children of Morta. The Children of Morta? The Children? Actually, I don't know. No, no the. But before we get to that... Why don't we talk about what we've been playing in our solo time? I feel like every time we, we've talked about what we're playing, I've mentioned Trails of Cold Steel 3 because I'm still playing Trails of Cold Steel 3. Well, that's the nature of the beast, months. right? With it a is. JRPG? It is. Then this one, I think, is the longest in the series. So that game's still happening for me. I also started playing an, ot- an Otome game, which well, is what like does that mean? A, t- a dating game for <gasps> uh, sh- straight women, basically, because usually you don't get the option to date other women, um, just men. So it's called Code Realize, and it was released for Switch. And I haven't played an Otome game for an extremely long time. I used to play uh, Tokimeki Memorial when I was younger on my DS, and I absolutely loved that one. That one, you're more of like a schoolgirl and, you know, dating different schoolboys. Um, Code Realize, it takes place in like, uh, what's this uh, What's this genre of things called with clocks? Steampunk. Steampunk. It's, it's not it's, clocks so much as gears, but I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is gears. You always talk There's about... clocks. Whenever though. we mention steampunk here on Saves Together, you say, yeah, like with a clock. And then okay, I just picture... Okay, I don't know why. I just think... Because clocks have gears in No, them. I know. I just think it's funny to picture like a steampunk <laughs> aesthetic, but then you also still have the numbers and like... You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right, so you right. have like Abraham Lincoln, steampunk version, but then he's got like numbers all over him and his sword is like a pointer hand on a clock. Are you talking about my game? Or just in general? Just in general, I think it's funny to think of that when you say, like, clocks. Right. So it's a steampunk London Otome dating game where you date people like Frank, Dr. Frankenstein and Van Helsing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty Do Frankenstein and Helsing uh, cross paths? Do they collide? Well, they're all in... Okay, so essentially the way Otome games work is that you're essentially, most of the time, they all know each other. Well, don't they hate each... So, like, he's trying to kill him. No, they don't hate each other for Isn't some Van reason. Van Helsing like a monster slayer? He right, right. Well, Doctor Frankenstein isn't a monster. Yes, he is. He's a doctor. So I'm playing that, and I'm almost done. And then recently we got. Wait, oh, before is there a girl? Is what's the other equivalent of a tome? Um, is that oh, just dating sim? There's a word for it. I'm not sure what okay. it is, but it's just yeah. So just otome is specifically simulator. dudes. Yes. It's specifically, generally. you're playing a woman, generally uh, dating other dudes. Got it. Anyway, so I'm playing Code Realize, and then we recently got Dreams, because it came out, didn't it come out? like la- It came out on Valentine's day, day, because it's How a romantic. perfect game. So in the intro, we always mention, or just playing the same game at the same time. No, sorry, that's not the one. Passing the controller back <laughs> and forth. That's the one Yeah. that we always mention, but we've never actually done an episode on it. But No. And I'm not saying we're going to do a Dreams episode, but here's a game we're actually doing that with. We went, we're going dream surfing. I feel like we should maybe do an episode on it, too. Well, maybe. You could, because there's also co-op games in dreams. You can make a co-op game. We should consider it. We should definitely consider it. So, yeah, we did one kind of little round of dream surfing for a bit and then stopped. But I'm excited to get into it and actually try the creating, because I think the tools look really neat. Um, yeah. So did know. you ever create in Little Big Planet? No. Have you ever created, 
like in any game where you like make levels or anything? Have you ever really? Yeah, well, Mario, Mario Maker. Maker a little bit, and then um, I, I don't, I don't know, not really, honestly. I've always wanted to, but I've never felt inspired by the tools I've had so far. I'm just guessing, and I've not played with the Dreams tools yet. Have you watched anybody play with them? Yeah. Okay, so I haven't, so I don't know, but I'm guessing it will be too overwhelming. And I don't mean that for like, oh, you're not gonna do it. I just mean even a little Big Planet was like, oh man, this is this is too much. Well, I spent I'm excited hours to see. on hours. I'm I definitely want you to try. I want to see. I think for me, it looks like I don't know why it looks more accessible to me as far as like what's overwhelming or not, and I'm not sure why. I think it's just the way, the way it f- functions in space. I don't know. I want to try you, it out and report back. Do you have an idea of what you want to make? Yeah, I'm. Um, I first of all, I love fantasy. And I read a lot of fantasy books, and I'm also writing a book right now. So I'm interested in trying to make scenes out of, like, books I'm reading slash the book I'm writing. Because I think it would help me sort of creatively envision it better. Okay, next, by next episode. No. Why? <laughs> because that's too much pressure on you me. You need the pressure, else you're not going to do it. That's not true. You're I want to get through the tutorials, at least. I want to try the tutorials and see if it's even something that I feel like I can do. And then I'll definitely report back on that next episode. Right, for I need sure. a full report on my desk by a month. Sounds good. So I've been playing, well, I only I played once, Fantasy Star Online 2. It was in closed beta, um, and I was very excited, and I played it the entire day that it was available. The, Both days, right? Well, it was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, but then it was all fucked up on Friday. So then on Saturday, they announced, well, we'll do a little bit on Sunday, and I played that also. I played a lot of it. I'm very excited for that game. I wanted to play it eight years ago when it came out in Japan. And then they were like, oh, it's coming west. And then it didn't. And then I tried to play on a Japanese server with like a hacked translation over it. That didn't really work for me. But I, I wanted to ask you, because every time I would talk to people about this game, I was like, oh, no, I can't do anything Saturday because I'm going to play a game for 14 hours. They asked me what game, and I would say Fantasy Star Online 2. They'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> do you know what Fantasy Star Online is? I only knew because of Giant Bomb. I didn't know because of my own experience. Holy, or... like, so I have this very skewed perception of the Fantasy Star series. For for whatever reason, in my friend group, Fantasy Star Online version 1 and 2 on Dreamcast, and then they ported it to GameCube, were huge. Every single person in my friend group played that game, or we would go to someone's house. I didn't have any of those systems at the time, but we would go to their house and play that game. So in my worldview... Fantasy Star is like a household name the way Mario and, like, Smash Brothers is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those recurring games we would always play. Yeah. So, like, I've been finding out in the past week that nobody knows what <laughs> Fantasy Star is, and it's really freaking me out. Well, I feel like that's pretty normal because it. I think that what happened to you was kind of an anomaly. It's a Japanese game. It's, like, primarily has a Japanese audience, and... Because it came out what and then when like late nineties, right? I don't actually I bet know. The first one maybe ninety nine. No, yeah, maybe. And then Dreamcast died in two thousand one, and it had to come to GameCube probably around then too. I, I feel like at that time there wasn't a lot of crossover as far as like Japanese culture, American culture, especially like in gaming yet as much as there is today. Like where we would know more about the Japanese games that are coming out and excited to bring them over, like. Now they're actually finally releasing games worldwide, whereas before it would come out in Japan first, then it would come out in North America like two years later. So I don't know. I think it's kind of normal that people don't know what that game is. But I, I get it now yeah. that people don't, but it was freaking me out because like, I understand people don't know Phantom Dust, even though 
in that same friend group, in my friend group growing up, we played so much of that. I was aware that that was a niche game. But I wasn't aware that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Super Monkey Ball. You know what that is. I do. You didn't play it. No, I did. I went to McDonald's after karate practice and played Super Monkey Ball. You did karate? Yeah. <laughs> didn't Show every kid a... at some point do no, some kicking and punching shit? I learned how to well, fight on the streets. Most, okay. Well, most kids did. And there was a McDonald's right by our karate place. And we would go to McDonald's after karate and play Sonic Adventure Battle 2. What was did your... you ever go to a McDonald's with the like the GameCube stations? I wasn't really. I didn't really get to go to McDonald's a lot. Well, we, it was a special treat. Okay. It was more just the like we wanted time, to go play games. The only time we went to McDonald's was on a road trip going to the Adirondacks. And it mm. was like an eight-hour, six-hour, eight-hour drive. Yeah. And at one point during that trip, we would go to McDonald's once, pretty much. That must have been such a special thing for you. It was. and But that's why <laughs> I don't have, like, all the cool, like, memories of McDonald's. I don't have that stuff. many cool memories. My, my main memory, like I'm saying, is the fact that this one McDonald's had, like, three GameCubes set up in the middle. And we would just stay there and, like play games for an hour until our parents forced us to leave so it was great so that's where i played super monkey ball what belt first of all what was sensei's name i don't remember i didn't do karate for very long my brother sensei went on josh. longer than i did <laughs> so my brother was named josh so oh that was so josh. he was padawan josh i don't know what learning <laughs> i have karate no idea are. Uh, do you remember disciple. what belt you got to yellow oh not so very good. far and then i remember just like going to my brother's um like little tests and then i would just sit there and play pokemon and he would get mad i didn't watch how many boards <laughs> could you break zero Dude. i was always very impressed by that i thought it was some sort of magic are you still impressed by it yes do you know how it works no okay um moving on <laughs> let the magic continue actually Don't take wait the magic away from me <laughs> i just want to focusing I, your key it's yeah fair enough um <laughs> have you ever tried to like yourself break through anything like, have you ever set uh, up, like, a, I'm going to break through this? A door what? with my leg. What do you mean? Just, like, kick open a door with my leg. Uh, Not did, break through a I door. imagine it didn't work for you. Well, if it was open-ish. It doesn't count. It's, <laughs> it's on a swivel. All right. Let's move, let's move on. <laughs> I've also been playing Portal Bridge Constructor, or maybe it's Bridge Constructor Portal. It's cool. I, I feel like in my brain, I like bridge construction games. More than you do in More than life. I actually do when I go to play them. Because, like, enough. I was playing that... When ski lifts go wrong game, which is like bridge constructor, except you're making ski lifts to get skiers places. And like, I don't know. It wasn't that fun. So that's basically what I've been playing. I played a lot of Fantasy Star. I'm still working on Shenmue. And I've been playing Bridge Constructor Portal, and it's okay. What do you say we talk about Children of Morta? Let's do it. Developed by Children of Morta. <laughs> <laughs> Developed by children. This game's pretty good for a six-year-old. <laughs> Developed by Dead Mage and published by 11-Bit Studios. Children of Mortar released on September 3rd, 2019 for Windows, Mac, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox One. Um, and the genre is like Diablo? It's like a dungeon crawler, roguelike rogue action game. Roguelite, Right? Yes. People yell at you still? People it's 2020, do, and I people bet... People do indeed yell at me still. Yeah, people still yell at you about roguelike versus roguelite. I mean, not me personally, but... You know what I mean. They could, if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the co-op factors. The first factor I'd like to talk about is what type of co-op is it? Couch, online, split screen, same um, screen? I think you can do online on Steam. Is that right? It's on know. Steam as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I believe you can do online for Steam, and then for Switch... 
I think it's just local. Yeah, we did same screen. Same screen, yeah, which is totally fine for There's, this kind yeah. of game. I don't want to do split screen ever in my life anymore, I think. Right. No, I'm just, I, and I also mean like the same screen. In some games like that are local co-op, same screen doesn't really work. And I think this oh. one, it does work. Wait, which ones? Like games where you need a bigger screen, really. Like a good example for where it'd be better to have two screens was Kirby Star Allies. Because if you get too far, it was just annoying to like oh, be pushed together. Uh, I'm just saying for yes. this game, it, it worked having yeah. the same screen. Just the nature of the game. Yeah, You're small enough on the screen and you can see enough of the area. But yeah, I would... I think some things could work for split screen. There's a game I'm interested in trying with you called King's... I think it's King's Way... I was telling you about it the other day. Kingdom, two crowns. That's it. Yeah. The this game I was looking into, and I've played I played the single player version before called Kingdom. And then the two crowns version, you can play two people. And I think for because of the nature of the game, which is 2D side scrolling, it and you don't need a lot of verticality, it would work really well with split screen and you can play it that way. So that's one it's, where I think it works. But it's still split screen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like split top and bottom, which but Horizontal. it makes sense mm-hmm. for the way that you look at the game. Yeah, I'll give it we a shot. We should give it a shot and see because I think it would be fun and an interesting way to explore like how split screen can work or, or not work. But I yeah. feel like Borderlands just really killed me on split screen. That like, definitely should not be split screen. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's like the 90s dream of like, oh, it's got split screen. Like we would go to, you know, we're hanging out in the basement. We're playing on four little tiny screens. Hmm. Why did we do that? Yeah, it's like when you try to play Mario Kart even now with yeah. four screens, it's miserable. Right. Even if you don't really need all the area, it's like hard to concentrate when you have such small area. I do think you could get used to it. You, yeah, mostly. you do. Because as a kid, I, Especially I, I played a, a lot of games. Like, you know, what's it? Like James Bond games like yeah. that. So, yeah. Separate mode or full? Full mode. The Full game's mode. kind of, in my eyes, really meant to be played co-op. Do you know if you play single player, will it bring... No, it Well, I not. guess we should discuss the conceit of the game. Um, sure. <laughs> the family, of the, named the Bergsons, uh, they live above, like... They live below a mountain and above, like, a chamber that has portals in it. And the family has to go into these portals uh, and fight bad guys and come out and save the mountain, right? They're Something trying like to recruit the spirits to help save the corruption of the mountain. Yeah, they're like, we got to get the gods' help. But so the family goes down into their basement and then goes into their portal. So you pick a family member. You're playing one of the six. For the Bergson family, you slowly unlock each character as you play. And it seems like it's not actually checking your progress. Like, I think it's just every time you go down, come back up after a run, once you've like died, quote unquote, you, basically once you lose your health, you're kind of spirited back to the house. And they explain this in like story. They they explain why you why you come back as you don't die, but you're like saved at the last moment. And then you get like a little cutscene, and which is nice because it really helps the pacing of the game. It makes it more interesting that you have a little bit of story to come back to every time. And then eventually you unlock all these, all these characters as well. It, speaking of the pacing, though, I guess we'll get it out. Right now, we only beat, I think, a third of this game. Mm-hmm, we did. But it seems like all the unlocks have basically dried up, except for skills. Actually, it's probably more like a quarter of the game. I believe that there's four, like, There's big four dungeons. sections. Yeah. So we're not even a quarter, maybe a third. We're somewhere between a quarter and a third done with this game. Mm-hmm. And all incentive I have to, to keep playing is gone because we've unlocked all the characters 
and it doesn't seem like there's anything else to get except to level up the characters. So we, what you were saying about it being a nice... In, um, you, you keep coming back and getting these story beats. The story beats are fine, but if they're not getting you anything or like pushing towards something... If if anything, I think that the the problem is that the first that the game is a little uh, I don't know I think there should have been a mode where it was easier. If we could go faster through the dungeons and seen less of those story beats immediately and been unlocking characters throughout each portal, that would have given us an incentive to keep playing. Yeah, the like, fact that we unlocked all six characters by the end of the first dungeon, like major dungeon, which to be fair, it took us like at least twenty hours to get through. Oh like, yeah. it's not like we didn't. We only spent two hours playing this game. We spent a long time playing this game, like multiple sessions, and we enjoyed what we played of it. At least, like I, I think, yeah, we we decided to stop playing, but not because we were unsatisfied. It's just we. We done. just didn't we want to keep going. Yeah, we're just um, like, whatever. At this point, at this point, the dungeons feel like they're getting harder. Not only that, but it's not like there's a lot of different ways of doing combat that keep it interesting. Yeah. It's still interesting, but it's just a little too difficult to want to keep struggling through it. Yeah, I would say if you, I would say give this game a shot. I know we're not at the end of this yet, but like, you should definitely try this game because the first the chunk that we played before we stopped before we decided we don't want to was really good. Like I was having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just that it, the the scaling of the unlocks and progression feels like it slowed down and now we're in this section that's going to be basically just grinding till the rest till the end of the game. Yeah, it like, feels that way at least. Yeah, and maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. So I <laughs> so don't take everything we say completely seriously, but it, it, like you said, we unlocked all the characters by the first dungeon. Right. So, and I guess the idea is you get the whole family together and then you level them up. Because yeah, which as is you're cool playing, like that. something cool that they do is the character you used last time might come back with a little corruption and you have to wait to use them again or they'll be debuffed. Yeah. It gives you a reason to actually rotate through each character. Oh, I guess, man. So why we started this conversation, I was going to ask. If you play solo, does an AI character come with you? No. So you just play with one of them. Yeah, I watched um, some gameplay of the single player, and a lot of them, a lot of people who play single player will use either Linda or the Fire Mage a lot of the time because it's very, it seems even harder when you're playing single player, and this is another reason why I really think this game should be played co-op because you have to keep a lot more distance from the enemies. Otherwise, you get screwed really fast. Yeah. So you know you don't have anyone helping you essentially that's crazy to me uh something i thought was funny is like if you like pull back and look at this kind of with a lens of uh the right word hypocrisy is not it if you pull back and like just kind of hold a lens to this this game why didn't the whole family just go right because then they could have survived the dungeon way easier like Five of us or six of us down there would have wrecked shop, but instead you can only have two. You can't even have four as far as we can tell. I think it'd be interesting to have at least one or two AI with you at all times. Yeah. So, like, a, it has to be a party of three. And so not only does that make it easier, because there's clearly, first of all, there's AI built into this. There's multiple times, um, either for story reasons or because, like, you're, I don't know, like, training your other character. You're given an AI with like a party member and, and it those, does it only happens a couple times but they're fun but it's fun and they actually fight and it doesn't seem like aggro. they get hurt which is the only issue i guess yeah you could take that part out so Maybe if have they them... built something into that i think for me it would be more interesting because it'd make it a little easier and it would make more sense as far as like 
what the family why you know why wouldn't they help support each other a little more yeah i don't know that's like i just kept thinking like why don't we just all go right and then you use the corruption thing as a reason one or two of them can't go each time yes yes but like the whole family could just go down there and kill everyone right now (laughs) like if we all just went (laughs) i know we could do it right now control scheme how is it played uh how many controllers do you need is there any motion controls we played with the pro controllers and i don't believe there's any motion controls I do think you can play with Joy-Con. I mean, most of these games, you can play with a Joy-Con. Like, I think they have to build build that in. But we played with the uh, Pro Controllers, which is what we usually do when we're playing some sort of Switch co-op game, to be honest. Unless we have to use the Joy-Cons like Mario Party. Right. So my favorite character is the little Pyromancer. Mary, I think. Right? Her no, and the Archer. I, I don't remember. So also, their all names their are names all are fucking so- weird. Like <laughs> All their names are so, like, generic. just 21st century, like, white people names. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Mary, Linda. Yeah. But they're fighting. John. The Earl of Darengoth. But yeah. they're. You know. Yeah, like Aya Sin or something. Aya Daya is here. Uh, yeah, and, and their I'm names Kevin. are like John. Hey, I'm Kevin and John. We're going we're like, to fight you. What the hell? Um, the way I would use the ranged characters, the archer or the fire mage, uh, use the stick, almost like a twin stick shooter. Um, oh, right. The, the right stick. So. Yeah, I never you couldn't do that, that on a Joy-Con. That's you could do it with the dog controller, but not the... That's true. Uh, another thing about the controls I don't like, you run on a dodge roll, so it's clearly balancing it in some way. That doesn't bother me. I it, hated it, man. I want to dodge out of the way, and I can't because I dodged it recently. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder like why games build that in, because there are some... Most of these kinds of games, you can dodge infinitely, like yeah. Dark Souls, all these other games. You just mm, dodge and dodge and Souls, dodge. Dark Souls, you would run on a stamina, but not nearly really? as fast. Oh, okay. I guess I'm wrong. But also that that combat is slower, so you don't really run out the way you do here. Right. You know and this mean? combat is so fast, like it's easy to to use your stamina that quickly. Yeah. Like, the, I guess I wouldn't have complained if, well, I don't need to roll that much, but I need to roll like every two seconds. Right. So it wasn't balanced very but obviously, well in that way. Well, that's just the game they made, I guess. Right. 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 They were like, no, you can't dodge, which I don't know, ends up not being as fun. Because I, I also have a problem with, this isn't control so much as like user interface. I had a problem figuring out when I'm about to be attacked so I should move or roll. And also if I even have the roll available. Like there's a little bar under your character, but your character's pretty tiny. Right. And there's a lot going on, especially when things start bringing magic spells into it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You really, it's hard to tell for me what's it happening. It's not, it's not easy to look down at your little icon very often. Another kind of control-related thing, though, this game for us required a warm-up round, which I thought was cool. Like, we had to get our Somewhat, finger, yeah. We had to get our joints, our finger joints juiced in order to uh, <laughs> to to be able to succeed because we would do one round, it was like, oh, that sucked, and then we'd do another round, and we'd beat it, yeah. you know? It's fun. It was a fun game when we really got into the flow Absolute, of like, combat. I agree. And I, like, enjoyed that a That's lot. That's what's going to make the rating at the end here hard for me because, like we said... It stopped. But I could keep playing. The experience stops. I'm, I'm kind of over it. That's fine. Knowing I'm over how it much as far as like, yeah, I'm over it as far as like knowing there's more games I want to play. And I'd rather play those first. Right. Uh, progression. So like I was saying, it seems like you just kind of unlock things. As far as story and characters, those are just unlocked by every time you come back up from a dungeon run. And then you also collect money. And collect experience points. And so you have like skill trees for every single character. And there's this really neat feature that I like where 
a character has a skill that will apply to all of the other family members as well. So it's worthwhile to level up all of your characters. And then there's also like upgrades you can buy. So there's a lot of stuff to progress with, which makes the roguelite part um, a lot more handleable because every time you die, it's like, well, I got money, I got experience, like that was worth it. Yeah, so we do still have a ton of that stuff to be unlocking. So don't, by us saying we've unlocked everything, we don't mean like all the skills and like, you know, it's just that there's no like carrot dangling in front of us anymore. It's just level your character up to the highest level now. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Not enough of a carrot at the very least. Speaking of the progression, uh, shared loot or XP. So we share loot. We share our money, but we do not share XP as far as each character. Well, you share XP in that I think no matter who kills an enemy when you're down the dungeon, your character's getting XP. Yeah. But we share all the characters. So we can basically take turns playing. We can only play them. We can't like both play the same character, but we can, you know, rotate out our characters and they keep their levels as they level up it's not tied to the user it's tied to the character Uh, yeah the the money is absolutely shared because when you go back to spend it on skill points you're basically deciding it's not skill points so much as well i guess it is it's like upgrades it's like like defense health like speed and and that affects every single one of the characters it's like leveling up the family yeah and i actually really really like the family conceit of the yeah, game. Yeah, I think I it's think a cool idea. And I so think cool. the art and like story of it is really cute and fun. Yeah. I wish there was more. Like I wish the children of Morta uh, the Morta's the mountain, right? Ye- so I guess uh I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I wish there was more family members. I wish they were having a big family barbecue and like uncle There's a lot was of family over. members to be fair. A, yeah, but fight uh playable, I mean. Yeah. You yeah. at one point well. find a dog a wolf pup and you rescue a wolf pup i am sad you cannot play as that and you can't play as the wolf pup or even have like a summoner class or something like (laughs) i thought when we found this thing and then you have to find medicine to nurse it back to health and each run you're finding items to bring back to the house to help the dog it was so cool and i thought i was building to something it kind of just wasn't kind of just built to you having a dog now right which passive dog that does nothing yeah right it would have been cooler if you could play as the dog so you, you share the money because you're spending it on family upgrades you share the XP because if you get a kill, I get the XP. Mm-hmm. But you don't share runes, items. Uh, oh, right. What are all the things? Charms, but runes. But those aren't unlockable. Yeah, but they're just per run. But yeah, you don't but share I'm, them. Right. So like I, I could steal it from you. I could pick it up and right. then you can't have it. Right, right, right. So you got kind of got to be careful there. Uh, I made the mistake a lot of times of picking things up without reading it. And then <laughs> for some reason... If you hold like right on the D-pad, it's supposed to give you like. Okay, they actually fixed that in the update. I are realized. Are sure? I was playing. Yeah. I was playing single. Pl- I was playing player one. When? When we checked. So oh. the last time we played, it had an update. The problem was, I would hold right on the D-pad to give me details about things. It's like an arrow pointing tool to tip. the rune, a tooltip, saying this rune gives you this much health experience, whatever. But it would be cut off for player two. It wouldn't <laughs> tell you what it was. So I would accidentally grab it, and then I'd be like, I don't know what that does. So then the last time, I don't think it was fixed. I just happened to be playing player one, where it would show everything. But maybe it's fixed. I hope it's fixed. If it's not fixed, they should probably fix it. But also just read what you're, before you're going to pick it up, read it. I get too excited. I don't care. It's dangerous. He literally picked up. (laughs) I picked up bad things. (laughs) He picked up the one thing you really wouldn't want to have, which is like lose health constantly. Oh, thanks. Well, I did more damage. I didn't know that thing would even exist, and of course it does. Friendly fire. No, we, thank no. God. That would be bad. 
That yeah, would not it's work. actually a pr- it's a pretty good co-op experience. Yeah, you know? it is. I think it really works, especially because you have a lot of characters that complement each other. So you have your ranged characters and your close combat characters. And it was really fun playing a good group where I was like, I usually played the close combat characters like Mark and John and Kevin, whatever their fucking names are. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. So Tony, <laughs> Tony would come over and Steven would attack from the back. And These aren't their names. At least I was close. Well, I was Becky you, a lot. You would, uh, no, that, that wasn't her name either, right? Uh, it's not Tina? I think it was Mary. I thought it was uh, Lucy. It actually is Lucy. Oh, there's a Lucy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so Lucy would like be the mage. And so you would attack from afar and I would attack close up so I could defend you. But you would be doing a lot of damage from far away. That actually really worked. So as a co-op experience, it was fun. Oh, yeah. And you didn't need a lot of communication because the fights were so fast. You were just kind of playing your class, you know. Yeah. It was good. And the classes were different enough. Like you yes, would play yes. punchy guy. Right. Martial arts guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd hit him with your whip. And this whip skill that you had was really cool. It would... Stun them. It would, yeah, it has a large area that attacks. It stuns the enemies and pulls them in. Yeah, that was Into really one area, good. so they can't move, and I'm just standing behind you fucking... <laughs> the mage has sidewinders that'll come out, and it makes a really... I like the sidewinder noise. They're like... You know? Yeah, yes. Like... Interruptive actions. I don't think there's any. I think the only real one is when you can enter doors and teleport without each other's consent but it's so generally... i can enter a door or you can teleport to the exit and then bring oh. the other person along with them yeah. without consent of the other person but that's it and it mainly didn't bother us at all there was really nothing there's also interruptive that like happened that was like wow that was really fucking annoying and i'm mad that never there's really happened. screen walls if you reach the end of the screen it doesn't let you go further yeah but it's a very wide radius so it that didn't happen really much us. right right which is why i think it works for same screen yeah but it's, it's further proof that you can have screen block, you know, like a wall without being completely detrimental to Yeah, experience. no, I thought, I think it was good. I don't remember a time where I was like, damn it, I can't move. It's also top down, just so you know. Yeah, isometric. We didn't mention that. Top yeah. down, isometric? Yeah. I don't remember anymore. It's all pixels, so, you know, technically it's all Isn't flat. Isn't everything all pixels? No. Oh. Well, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Online experience, we didn't have one. No, I don't think there's an online component to the Switch, but I could be wrong. Difficulty of the co-op. It wasn't very difficult. The game is difficult. I think co-op made it much easier. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. The game is difficult. The game's difficult. But the co-op is not difficult. The co-op is easy. Like, the co-op is easy to get into the flow of things. You're not interrupting each other. You're not hurting each other. You're complimenting each other. That co-op experience is easy. I just think the game is harder. So if you're a, a co-op partner or your, your friend, they don't want to, like, play a very hard game or, you, like, that's not going to be fun. If one person's into hard games like this and the other one isn't, I think that would be not very fun experience. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of that, intensity. Yeah, it's very... It's intense. It is intense. It's but intense. But I don't think, like... There's any blame going around as far as like not picking up slack? A uh, bit. We you have a little bit of that. <laughs> now, that I, now that I say that, you I yelled at me. I didn't yell at you, you but I do feel that you just went in headstrong. And Look at my notepad. Defend yourself. She yelled. <laughs> says it on my notes. Looks says, at it, looks she at yelled. Notepad. She yelled in quotes. And then it period. has a small. It has a frowny face. And then a little sad crying face. Um. <laughs> So there is a, a, a point where you meet... It wasn't as bad as Divinity Original Sin. I think it was. No, it wasn't. 
Look, it's been a while since I've been yelled at. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been yelled at for a video game. Keeping that in. <laughs> uh, there's a point. I think last episode we talked about our different. When we, when we did River City Girls, we have different. That's right, we did. And it came um, into play in this case, too. We have That's different so play styles. I'm very offensive. Uh, and I'm very defensive. Like. Which is so funny because it's like the opposite of our in life personalities. Yeah, it's weird, right? There's a, like, like there's why? a point in the. I think I don't know. I just blocking is so boring. Listen, dude, you got to be careful. <laughs> uh, there's a point in this game where a narrator reads something, and, and it's supposed to be like wise words of wisdom, and the, and he says, "Temper your courage with caution." So you, when you first time you're about to unlock this little boy, and he's got double daggers, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going in. I'm running." And the that's dad, Kevin. I think the dad tells him, like, hey, that's man, John. temper your courage with caution. Like, the, that's the awesome. voice actor who plays the narrator is amazing. Yes. And the writing is really good. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed all the little story parts that there were. But I think I do. I understand. I need to temper my courage with caution. That's, I yes. like running in rooms and just throwing fireballs, but sometimes I get caught up. I think the intensity got better once we got more good at the game. Like, once we got better, basically once we figured out what works for us. Like, you figured out the range, characters work. Like, Lucy worked really well for you. Yeah. And so it was less like, and also we just got a hang of the combat, and it wasn't that bad. It is it is just intense because it's hard. It's difficult. It's a difficult game, and the combat is very fast. Is it a pizza party game? No. No, not at all. No, I don't I think don't so. Think you can't really, like, it's not like that, like, laugh out loud fun. It's not it's intense. It's intense. <laughs> that makes it sound it it's, is fun. It is fun. But it's it, just not relaxing or like easygoing. Yeah. It's intense. Competitiveness. Not really. Yeah, no. I don't think there's any. It, honestly. Most of the time you just want to help each other. Yeah. So honestly, you can it's get like, I'll revive it. you. Don't worry. Let me just get these guys out of here. Which which is which is good because that's kind yeah. of the moral of the game story is you're a family. You're all there to help each other. Sure. That goes hand in hand with how you play the game. The Ludo narrative dissonance is low on this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> whatever <laughs> the play and the narrative works together to I actually know, you don't need, continue you listen, to tell the you story you don't need to explain what you said to me I know what Ludo narrative I just think is. that's cool and when people actually think about that yeah it is cool I think uh, it's cool and too. lastly last factor strategy or tactics we kind of talked about the team composition yeah so a little bit of that and then we still have to rotate out but because there's multiple range multiple close combat characters it's still mostly most of the time worked out for us yeah, like how well they pair together as well as how well they'll do against the boss. Yes, that's true. Because some bosses needed like a little more high agility. Some needed more high high damage output. Some needed more range. So there's all we kinds of... We had a couple of... cool boss fights that I remember like... The boss fights were satisfying when yeah. we beat them for sure. Like, like I skin felt of our teeth, like holy shit, we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, but not too hard, not it was too exciting. easy. It was exciting. So that's the factors. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap it up? About Children of Morta. Mm, no. I enjoyed this game. <laughs> yeah. But I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I didn't really have a lot of expectations going in, but I didn't think it would be something that would stick around for as long as it did, to be fair. Because a big reason is you usually don't like games like this. These kinds of like 2D isometric dungeon crawlers are not usually your thing. Right. I so don't, I didn't yeah. think it would work for us. And it's sad that it did work so well for the first quarter to a third of the game. Personally, I would still keep going, but I also understand that you don't want to, and I do feel less of an in, like less of an instinct or or motivation to do so as well. Yeah. I highly recommend it if you're looking for kind of a challenging co-op 
It's going to give... There is so much content here that you should absolutely pick it up if this game seems like a game you would like to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think it's a it's a fun game. It's it's difficult. You know, if you're looking for a challenge and a dungeon crawler and a roguelite, it's a good kind of roguelite that I like where you make a lot of progress. No run feels wasted, and I yeah. like that. It's not a game I could suggest to anyone, but if there's a specific person explaining games they like, I could suggest this easily. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. So what what rating are we giving it? Well, do we do snack first? It's up to you. <laughs> I think we have to visit the snack cabinet. Okay. And then we decide on the rating while we're eating our snack. What snacks should you eat Pretzels. while playing Children of Morda? Pretzels. Why? Because the... Fast-paced. Pretzels. Pretzels are fast-paced. You need, you need salt and water. That's it. You just got to... Yeah, you just got to go. You got to go, go, go. And then you, maybe you can have a... Like, but like, and then I think when you come back from the dungeon, you have a big meal. And then you like have the a nice family. little hot chocolate. Yeah, you're you sitting there on the fire. You have a family dinner. That's true. That's true. I wanted yeah. to start a new segment. So you, one of your hobbies outside of gaming, <laughs> is reading. That's right. It and is. <laughs> so I wanted a segment. We have Craig's Halloween Closet where I may discuss uh, costumes I would like to to cosplay as. <laughs> Characters I would like to cosplay as. Okay. We have Larry Daring's Game Pairings where Larry Daring, the game sommelier, tells us games that would pair like well if together. this is anyone's first episode, we're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who? If this is your first episode, in the comments of the l- most recent tweet, say... Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, but now we're going to have Grace's Library. Okay. So, first of all. <laughs> Which is. A, th- yeah. What a is A book it? that would maybe relate to this game in some way. Like a book you would suggest people read if they're into reading. And we just sort of tangentially relate it to the, <laughs> to the No, game. it should be related to the game. It feels like it goes along with it, at least yeah. in the story morals or something about the story reminds me of a book. Yeah. Um, this one reminded me of. The Library at Mount Char by Scott Hawkins, which is a fantasy book about this family, which is why it remind me of it, that are all, like, trying to fight against this sort of greater evil. It's, is it a mountain? It's not. It's a library. <laughs> but it's at Mount Char. At Mount Char. That's the, so that's Children the other of Morda reason. is fighting in the Morda Mountain. Yeah. It's been a while since mountain. I read this book, so I don't want to, like, speak no, a lot about yeah. it because it's been a long time. I remember really liking it. I gave it five stars on Goodreads, so that's I awesome. must have really liked it. It was good. It's very. It's also got, like, horror themes, which Children of Morda has a little bit as well. So if you're into books, you should definitely check this one out. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug your Goodreads? Is that a thing people do? Um, sure. If you want to follow me on Goodreads, I am... One sec. I actually have to figure out what my username is. Oh, here we go. Okay. So if you want to follow me on Goodreads, it's goodreads.com slash TV, which is also my Twitter and Instagram. So it's easier to find all those things. The family dynamic in that book, I guess, I mean, I haven't read it. And the family dynamic in this game are absolutely the coolest things to me. Like, yeah, yeah. I, we've already touched on it, but man, I, I just don't. I want to emphasize again. It's a cool idea. It's a really cool concept of like the family working together, the family growing together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's give it a rating. Let's rank this game. I want to give it an A. I also wanted to give it an A. Really? So I guess that's easy. Can I just say no. that I just thought of that in the last before I said I want to give it. That's when I was thinking about it. What did you think you were going to give it as you're playing it? Oh, I never thought about it. What did you think you were... So you haven't thought about it till just now. <laughs> Correct. Okay. I think it's an A because it's a good co-op game. And just because yeah. we didn't finish it doesn't mean it's bad. Can I just you know say I mean? the reason... Say, I don't think it's a negative that we didn't finish it. It's kind of a bummer because like, yeah. I think that if they had paced out the unlockables 
The I more... don't want to blame the game for the reason we didn't finish it. I mean, I'm I just blaming don't the think game. it works too... for us. Yeah. I don't blame the game. I think if you're really into this combat, it can carry you through. Oh, yeah, I there's just think so much more. We need we me and you needed more to keep going. That's all. I think there's a lot to love about this game. You could absolutely beat it, and there's a lot to love. <laughs> Do you think it needs to be a B plus because Can I just well... say I don't think about my score until the end of these episodes because this is part of me coming up with my score. That's cool. That's that's uh Okay, I'm just defending my myself. I don't want I don't want people I put to actual think. thought into it. Okay. All right. So A <laughs> Um you said But a, do you think we should make it a a B plus because no. I, and I just want to point this out. <laughs> there's no hats. Oh shit, you're right. C. There are no Name's hats. A C. I think B plus, you're right. No, it's an A. B I think plus. it's an A. Dude, no, what you just there's said no your hats. whole so what? It's not actually a factor into the score. I mean, it has been and is. Hats, hats will always be a bonus point, but they'll never Question, be a negative Craig, point. Would you have kept playing had there had been hats? Yeah. B plus. If we were unlocking costumes, to like if we could have kept, because the rest of the unlocks are not physical or whatever. If, if you could bring the dog along as a, a, a passive AI that can't really die, just does a little extra damage, and you could also give it hats and costumes... I would have kept playing. Are we unlocking the hats and costumes? Like, yes. From the point we stopped playing, are there still There's hundreds still or tens hundreds, of fifties of hats to get? hundreds of hats. Oh, dude, we'd still be playing. We wouldn't even have time to record this episode. Okay, B plus it is. I think it's still an A. I think, okay, fine. I think it's funny, but I think it's still an A. All right, let's give it an A. Because the game is good. Okay. All things considered, the, the game, game is, is good. good. The game is good, Craig. The game is good. <laughs> cool. A it is. Uh, Let's head into the closing segment and then. Let's get Scooch out, of on out of here. Let's get what? Scooch. I thought you said save out of here. <gasps> at the end of this, why don't, at the end of episodes, why don't we say, all right, now it's time to save our game and come back later. Let's save and quit. Let's save and quit. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so good. Wow. Okay, right. let's get to the end segment so then we can say that. Okay. Okay, so this is the part of the podcast where uh, we call it the indie game shout-out highlight of the week, of the month. Uh, we try to just find an indie game that we haven't played, we don't know much about, and maybe it sucks. Can I also just say, this is also my segment. So for you to say that I had to have a segment because you have two other segments, I said this you is need to have an optional too. recurring segment okay, this is because not, this I had is mandatory three segment. and you had zero. This <laughs> is a right. mandatory segment. I'm forced into my segments. Um, so for my segment this week, I decided to highlight two movies instead. So we're not highlighting an indie game <laughs> shout out of the week of the month. Indie game, indie movie. It's not, they're, neither of these are indie. Yeah. Um, but they're both video game related movies. I just thought it was funny that we saw two video game movies this weekend. Two good video game movies. Well. Well, good with an asterisk. Good with an asterisk for one. Yeah. Um, so we saw Sonic the Hedgehog yesterday. I laughed. I cried. I didn't cry, but it was a part of me. I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. I liked that movie more than I thought I would. Me this too. is not saying it's a good movie. It wasn't it's that just good. Saying, Some of the writing was really bad. Some of the writing was shockingly funny. Sonic was cuter than he has been in the past, as we all know. And if that he helped. had, if they had kept him as that old weird Quiznos rat design, <laughs> would the like, movie have been better or worse? I feel bad because people on Twitter have been like, "What should I go? Should I go?" And I'm like scared to recommend it, but I also can't not because I enjoyed it, and I don't want to like lie about my experience. But I think you could also really not like it, so that's but how I feel about you, it. Like it was legitimately funny. 
Or what were we laughing at the fact <laughs> that it was, that so, it was bad? so stupid? I don't know. The jokes they were making were like, wait, the Sonic movie is making this joke? That's why I'm scared. <laughs> That's why I'm scared. I'm going to watch it again, though. Okay. And then the other movie we watched that I generally do think is really good, especially if you like video games, was Dragon Quest Your Story on Only Netflix. Only if you like video games. Really, I think it is a game for people who like video games. Not even necessarily. So neither of us played through Dragon Quest V, which is the mo- the game that this movie is like loosely based on. And I think that sometimes was an issue for pacing, but by the end, you really feel like, okay, I got it. And I yeah. really enjoyed it. The animation's also just really fucking it's beautiful. Amazing. So whether or not you really even know anything about Dragon Quest V, you're going to en- enjoy it. Yeah. I just think that it's a game. It's, it's a game. It is a game. It's a movie for people that love games. Yeah. For it, sure. Absolutely. And I really liked it. Yeah, we, we it ended up causing a discussion about how you really can't make games into movies. Like sometimes a story is better served as well, a game. Especially when you're trying to like, hours. like directly translate kind of like this movie was doing. Directly yeah. translate the story from that game into this movie. Yeah, it's just not it's not entirely doable. Yeah, your Dragon Quest your story has pacing issues. And right. that's because he gets an orb and then boom, he's teleported wherever like the orb's the game, not teleporting the him but the game is so long the game is really long and yeah. takes place over like like a decade like more than a decade so right. you really need that long time of you playing the game to to really soak that story to have in. it feel like it's actually been a decade and but, not just the next scene yeah i mean the but, game the movie's great you should watch on it on top of that and like all and things it's on netflix it's great it's on netflix go watch it now pokemon is coming up pokemon mewtwo strikes back CG Who version. Who the fuck cares about that? That that movie pisses me off because why? Why are you so mad about it? Because the original is so good. You sound it's like, like the one people, of my favorite movies. This no. is what like the Ghostbusters fans sounded no, like. And no, 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 it's that. not. No, it's not. Listen to me. This isn't. This is not a remake with different characters. This is not like a re- new story. This is the same movie but animated in a different way. It's the same kind of anger people have when they create a live action Disney movie out of an animation that's just as good. Why? Why are we going and watching the other Pokemon movie that was? Like from before, why do we need to watch this new CGI one? It looks Can like garbage. Can we confirm it's exactly the same story and doesn't shake things up a little bit towards the end? We cannot confirm that at the time, Craig. So, but I will look into this right now. No, I, don't. No, no, no. I want to go into it completely <laughs> blind. It's coming out soon. I'm not watching this. Movie. Oh, I'm watching the hell out of it, dude. <laughs> I loved Mewtwo. Is this Strikes the one that back? has armored Mewtwo? I don't actually don't know. I don't think so. Oh, maybe. Well, I don't know anything about... This is about... the one where they go to his island, right? You say and that as if captures... I've ever seen a Pokemon movie. I've okay. never watched one. The Pokemon movies are somewhat sanctimonious to me because I would watch them a lot. We would have, like, Pokemon movie nights where we'd watch all the Pokemon movies in order. We'd go to the theaters when we were kids watch the Pokemon movies. So, listen, I don't want them to be remade. It seems silly. That's all. That's I mean, all I, I have to say. It seems awesome. And Getting... I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you, Thank world. you, Pokemon. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> cool. So that's the indie game buried treasure of the week. Okay. Uh, but it's movies, which is cool because it only takes like an hour and a half to watch the movie. That's true. Instead of like 20 hours to play some Children of Morta. And sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. For an afternoon. Cool. Well, now, Grace, why don't you tell me where I can tell them to find us on the internet? You can follow us over on Twitter at Saves Together. That's where we post the majority of our updates and episodes. And we're also over on Instagram with the same name, posting picture updates. Cool. And with that, I think it's time we save, save and quit. And qu- oh. oh, sorry. We'll work this we'll out. We'll work it out. We'll workshop Save this. and quit. Save and quit. But. <laughs>